Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. Fertilizer is a big investment that's too important to risk. Soil tests help to determine what nutrients you need. Having a good balance between agronomics and the rising cost of fertilizer is key moving into 2023. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Galen Beer is the National Strategy and Product Management Lead for AgroLiquid. He works with farmers to attain good agronomy skills in order to handle high price inputs and ensure a return on investment. I feel like farmers are a little bit tired of this conversation because we're like in year three of it. So I hope by now guys realize that you do still have to balance the agronomics and the economics. It's easy when commodity prices are high to think, okay, well I'm making good gross revenue so I'm automatically profitable. But those costs have gone up on them as well. And especially in the fertilizer realm, some of those nutrients have been in short supply nitrogen's been a difficult and you get into a crop like corn and it's so nitrogen intensive and all of a sudden it starts consuming all of that fertilizer budget and so someone starts to think well now i can't afford phosphorus and potassium and so why we say balance economics and agronomics is just make sure that you don't over commit to one nutrient let's still think about the balance that crop needs if you're feeding dairy cattle they need that balance of nutrients out of that crop so really that comes down to good agronomy skills, those can really help bridge your economics of high price inputs, making sure you're getting a good ROI. Can you touch a little bit more on that? The one thing I'm going to say is farmers do have to look at that field out there as a factory. So first thing, inventory what you've got out there. You're going to do that through a soil test. That will help you rank where you need to spend money on nutrients. In the past, sometimes farmers might say, I don't need potassium in a big way, but I'm going to put some out there. But now now we're kind of in that corner we need to know if we need it or not so pull that soil test that's step number one the other thing we've learned over the years micronutrients play a lot bigger role than they used to so make sure you're getting that on the soil test as well do i need zinc do i need manganese so the next thing i would ask farmers to do is get a hierarchy of how they're going to spend money nitrogen phosphorus potassium whatever is appropriate on their field get that hierarchy and that way they can start playing out some scenarios about what am i going to be spending and looking at that in the realm of gross revenue and things like that. I always like to say, look, if I were going to have a gross revenue of $1,000, about 20% of that's going to go to fertilizer, so that'd be about 200 bucks, and you can start dividing out your nutrient needs from there. What does the projection look like to keep nutrient applications efficient, to keep farmers going and be viable for the future? I think it's the fine line that farmers walk, because if you look at it on long term you don't want to cut back too much because then you got to replace that later but on the other hand you got to get past year one to get to year two to year three so again prioritizing in year one but always keep an eye on the future there are some nutrients that you just don't want to let get too low on the soil potassium in wisconsin probably one of those so you can't just give up on some of your applications of that nutrient because then you're going to find out you're just going to have to make that up out of a budget later on 
on? There's many variables that are combined to provide a good cost-benefit analysis. So where should fertilizer dollars be focused to help balance that yield and economics? I know you talked about kind of breaking that down, but really, what can farmers be thinking about? One thing that I would advise them to do is think about each nutrient, what time the crop demands it. Because the worst thing you can do is be backed into a corner with that decision. Someone shows up on your doorstep, says, I've got nitrogen if you write me a check right now. Well, I mean, the tendency is to do that to cover that need. But in reality, technology today is allowing us a wider decision window. Nitrogen can be anywhere from, you know, when the planter's running or just ahead of that planter to you can do it till the corn's chest high now with some of these uh, bigger sprayers and we're going in there with wide drops and we're getting so precise with it. So think about that time that you really have for that decision. Phosphorus, we got to get it out there early. Potassium, we might even want to be in front of the crop if it's a dry broadcast, but uh, let's think about when we need it. And don't make yourself make a decision if you don't have to. I mean, the last year there was forecasts for a lot of shortages. A lot of them never materialized. And I think guys feel pressured into making decisions. Sometimes they don't have to. Now, I also don't want someone to take me literal on that and next July they don't have their nitrogen because something went astray on us here. What are you guys doing to help achieve a positive response from a fertility program for these farmers and these processors, especially moving forward now, post-pandemic? Now we're focusing on 23 already. So what does that look like? We are, yeah. So 2023, you know, it's going to look different than the last couple of years. I do think some of the supply is catching up now. So I think that's improving for us and that'll help. But we're looking out there. Commodity prices aren't quite as strong as they've been in recent months, although they're still good in relative terms. But I do kind of remind guys, make sure you're penciling in profit and just don't be enamored with revenue. You know, you look at 200 or 250 bushel the acre corn and I don't know how the basis is in every specific geography, but there were times this year the basis got really strong on corn and we might not enjoy that forever as well. So, you know, we have to look at diminishing returns. Uh, I can't just keep throwing money into a crop. There's a point where $10 makes you $30, but there's a point where $20 makes you $10. And it's important to know your land, kind of know where that diminishing returns is going to kick in and make sure we maximize every dollar. One thing with agroliquid is we do make every nutrient. So we're unusual in that respect. We make nitrogen all the way through zinc. And so we do stress that a farmer continue to look at all those. We also recognize that a farmer's more or less pushing more chips on the poker table in this environment. Profit might still look good, but he's also having to invest a lot more to get that profit back. So one piece of advice I'd have is don't make that decision alone as a grower. I mean, make sure you're getting several opinions, you're getting some good agronomic advice, and that you're looking at it and saying, okay, here's where I need to cut or here's where I need to continue to spend. So I would just advise farmers, don't feel like they got to go out alone. Get some trusted advisors. We understand that they're they're putting a lot of capital at risk. We don't stay in business if they don't stay in business, so we want to help them maximize the return on that. That was Galen Beer, the National Strategy and Product Management Lead for AgroLiquid. You can learn more at agroliquid.com. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.
Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.